Hello everybody and welcome to the Excel podcast and today we are going to be talking all things football. Funnily enough we are beginning of November uh, when we're recording this and we're at a point where we're sort of thinking towards Christmas, thinking towards you know those those cold nights where you're standing on the, on the gantry watching your teams in the freezing cold but lo and behold someone somewhere decided you know what we're going to have a World Cup in Qatar. It's too hot for the summer so let's have it over the course of November and December. It's going to be a an interesting change from what everybody is used to. Uh, the fact that we're going to have for the first time ever a Winter World Cup. We're going to have players going away, top leagues being suspended while that happens. Um, it's going to be good fun. And obviously we have the World Cup so we need to talk in depth about it and I can't talk about all eight groups and knockouts myself so luckily enough I've brought along two people to help me out with the uh, the first group and that is going to be Jack and Will so good evening gentlemen good evening, <laughs> good evening. I didn't know who was going first though. yeah yeah that's, that's fine you <laughs> probably should have discussed that you, 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 before you both that. jumped in at the same time so it was all good uh so obviously um you, you can tell there's an Irish accent, uh, there's a Scottish accent, even though I'm not Scottish, we're not going to talk about that in depth, so. Um, and, and, a, and an Englishman in there as well, so just to keep the balance, uh, all we need is a Welshman, and that will be coming up soon, don't you worry. Um, <laughs> Carol, you, you first of all, um, thoughts on the Winter World Cup? Um, well, I, I don't like it being in winter. I, I, I know it's probably been the most common thing said, but it's like... It's like having the Premier League boxing day football matches in the middle of July. Like that's what it feels like, and I just—I I don't—I can't really describe it. it. Just feels wrong. But you know, it's—it's it's a World Cup, I guess. So like, you gotta watch it anyway, no matter where <laughs> or when it is. It's, it's that thing of you know you think of all the sort of the big tournaments and then it's always a case of you know you're, you're outside in the sun, pints, sitting you know yeah. watching watching a big screen or you're in a pub or something watching the football and suddenly. You know, it, it's going to be freezing cold. You're going to go outside, you know, and it's going to be like, you know, one degree up in Scotland. They'll probably be colder than that. But yeah, I, I, I get it. It's, it. it's sort of a, a break from the norm, isn't it? So, um, well, what about your thoughts? What What do you think about this World Cup coming up? Um, well, I'm, you know, winter, I think it's going to bring a different dynamic to it. Instead of, you know, beers and the pub, it's going to be blankets and hot chocolate. <laughs> in, some way, in some way, I'm all for it. I, I, you know, it's going to be different. I'm not sure how much I'm going to like it. But at the end of the day, it's football. It's the World Cup. I don't really care. On the screen, it's going to be sunny. If England win, it's going to feel just as good as it would in summer. I, I, <laughs> I think it's obviously being in Qatar it isn't great, but I don't. I think the winter will be all right. It just has to be have the heating on. It's right. I, I will say this much: it would definitely bring an interesting dynamic to Croydon Box Park if there's hot chocolates being thrown in there <laughs> to the pints. <laughs> 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 anyway, I suppose we better move swiftly on to the start of the World Cup, and obviously, first of all, will be Group A and the hosts themselves, Qatar. Um, first time in the World Cup themselves, they've, they've never sort of been good enough to quite get there. I think they've been close a couple of times um, under their their most recent management, anyway. Um, but hosts, and they will open the tournament, I believe, on the first night. Um, not really. Not a lot that we know about Qatar, is there, Jack? Um, not really. Um, they don't have a lot of players in. The, well, you'd say the big five leagues. Um, not really anyone of note. But that's never really stopped teams before coming to the World Cup with uh, players that no one's really 
really heard of going into it, except for probably the odd the odd FIFA player that's got a full Qatar team right now. But <laughs> yeah, it should, it should be interesting. Um, well, obviously they've got the home advantage, and so we'll see how how well that helps for them. It helped Russia quite a lot the four years ago. They got through to the knockouts um, when a lot of people didn't think they would, especially after the Euros they had. But yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I think one of the things that um, I know for a fact people are going to underestimate Qatar and the fact that it's it's only Qatar. But if you look at sort of their most recent history, they do look like a team that's on the up. Um, I think they finished third in the Arab Cup behind, it was Algeria and I can't remember who else it was, but it was, it was big nations involved in that. Um, obviously Egypt, mm-hmm. Morocco, Tunisia, they were all involved in that tournament. Um, and then they've, they've constantly been sort of there or thereabouts of the big guns in the Asia side of things as well. So, um, do you know what? I, I like the fact that we're going to have this this unknown team in a tournament that potentially we wouldn't normally have. Um, but, well, obviously your thoughts on Qatar first of all, and, and is there any more information you know about them? Well, I've just been looking through really because obviously I can't say I've ever cared about Qatar as in a team. I've not looked at any players but I have seen Akram Efif here and he played for Girona in La Liga a few years back so he's still in about to the Qatar team and I just are they a dark horse or will they literally just be one of those teams a bit like Saudi Arabia last time out just turn up and get just get pummeled really I don't think we can expect much of that I think their expectations is to just go in and just try their hardest what else can you do? You're in a group with Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador. Maybe get a draw against Ecuador if you're lucky, but I really can't see anything coming. The only thing of note is that a fifth is FIFA spelled backwards, so they must have some hope with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all they've got going for them, really. I, I, I like that spot. That, that's a good spot right there. Um, just just to sort of elaborate on, on Qatar a little bit, I was talking about the, um, the Asia, uh, the, the, sorry, the Arab Cup. Um, yeah, they ended up getting beat by Algeria 2-1 in the semi-finals, and that was a, a pretty much full-strength Algeria team. I think they had a, you know, a couple of the big guns were missing, obviously, you know, like Mares and that, but they still had a, a decent team out there. Um, but then even more recently, you know, they've had um, 2-2 draw with Chile. Um, where else was the other big result that I've seen that they had? Um, oh, God, I've lost it now. See, because I was trying to get notes sorted, I've lost half my stuff. Um, big one-one <laughs> draw with Luxembourg. That's that's a big result for them. But um, I, I think realistically, they're they're not going to do what um, you know New Zealand did. Was it sort of twenty sixteen? No, twenty fourteen. Sorry, where they ended up going out of the group, although they didn't lose a single game. I think they drew all three games. Um, I oh yes, uh, twenty ten when 2010, they had sorry, yeah. in their group. Yeah. Because they, 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 they ended up just falling out of the, the, the group. I think it was, yeah. they had like same points as second place, but just zero goal difference didn't help them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they were the only team in the tournament unbeaten by yeah. the end. <laughs> Even Spain lost a game that tournament despite winning the whole thing. Yeah, because I think... That, I'm going to throw a blast from past knowledge here. I think Paraguay beat them in the group stage. There's a fun Yeah, 1-0. Yeah. yeah, there you go. See, World Cup knowledge isn't too bad then. Um. So yeah, I, I I think they're not going to do what New Zealand did, but I I think they'll probably put a better account than potentially some of the teams in there. Um, but let let's talk about the the, the group properly here because we've got some big nations in here, and I think we need to move on to the first of the the two big nations, and that is the Netherlands. Um, you know, constant in the the World Cups for pretty much 
and most of my life, probably all of your lives as well, because you two are youngsters compared to me. Um, and I mean, we, we all think back to sort of that year 2010 when they got beat in the, the final. Uh, was this, this the Spain game where um, was it Nigel de Jong that was that kicked one of the players in the chest? Yeah, uh, yeah. Shabby Alonso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was that. You, you, everyone sort of thought this is this is the moment. This is when the Netherlands will finally win their first World Cup, and then Spain are like, no, this is our World Cup, and that glorious Spain <laughs> team that was just pretty much one of the greatest, you know, sort of na- international teams we've seen in a long time. But um. The Dutch always seem to be there, thereabouts with what they're building. They've got some good players in there, but do you feel like that this is a sort of now or never tournament for them, Will? Uh, I feel like, I don't know, because you've got good young players like De Litt. You've got good, you know, another one with De Jong. You've also got players like Van Dijk who are coming out. And it seems like everyone, this is their proper chance of a prime. Van Dijk's in his prime. De Litt's coming into it. You could argue De Jong's coming into his prime. It seems like if this is a tournament where you're going to get the best of all both worlds. You might not have everyone in their prime, but it's your best chance. I, 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 I don't know how they could win it unless... But they could go on a good run. They have got good players. I mean, you see Cody Gakpo. If you go for stats, and I know it's the era Divisa, but by stats alone, he's like the best player in the world this season. And I know you can't really take it like that, but at face value, they do look like a good side. I can't see any way in which they don't win this group which can only set them up for a good round of 16 appearance. I I like this team. It's an energetic team. It's a powerful team. I'm quite excited to see what they can do. I reckon, not Dark Horses, because they're a good side, but out of the big nations, they're the Dark Horse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jack, what, what's your thoughts on the Dutch, uh, just quickly? Um... Yeah, I don't think um, uh, Will could have put it any better, really. That It's... But yeah, I, I do agree with what you said, Taz. It's sort of now or never because in in five years or in four years, when the next World Cup is, Van Dijk will be will be thirty five, and potentially retired from international duty. And he's he's got to be their their natural leader at the minute. He's he's the the, the captain for the side. Um, so yeah, going into this, you'd you'd like to think um, that this could be their last chance for a good while. But they do have a lot of young talent cooking. So maybe in in four years, I I don't know. I I just I don't think they're ready. I don't think they're ready to to go up against teams like Brazil and and France to to win the whole thing. But I, I'd say quarterfinals minimum. I, I I think yeah, you're 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 definitely right in the fact that they've got a a somewhat young team. But I do worry for you know in particular. I, I think obviously Van Dyke's probably the big name out of the the ones I I worry for. But there's there's others like you know. I'm looking at the squad that they've picked, or they um, announced Depay the 33 man well. squad. Yeah, um, Depay, Dali Blind, um, sort of. There, there's a few in there that are getting a little bit older now, and you're sort of thinking uh, it's going to be potentially a loss, potentially not a loss. Obviously, it's guys like Luke de Jong, uh, Vekhorst from. Well, where is he now? He was at Burnley last season. Besiktas, yeah, that's where he is. Yeah. Um, Vincent Janssen's back in the squad, which is amazing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, what a man! He he was an absolute flop at Tottenham, but um, yeah, it's a weird squad. I I I would like to see them go quite far. Um, I, I I've always been sort of an admirer of, of Dutch football, and I think that that squad definitely there is some ability in there. And and, and just as quickly touch something you said there as well. Uh, well, I, I I do think that it's a little bit of a disrespect to say that it's only the Eredivisie, considering um, I remember, and, and this, this will absolutely love uh, 
comment from from Jack on this one that there was a, a, a Uruguayan player that played in the Eredivisie who was a, a top class player, banged in a ton of goals, and then went on to play for I think Liverpool and then Barcelona. Um, do you know who I'm on about, Jack? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I have a rough idea. Yeah, just the, the the man who handballed on the line in the 2010 World Cup quarter final to stop Ghana from getting through to the first ever semi final for an African B. Oh <laughs> yes. Luis Suarez, what a man. But um, yeah, I, I, I'd be interested to see what that team can do. Um, we'll come back to them in a minute because we'll, we'll just quickly go through uh, the next big big gun in there and that is obviously um, probably the, the, the best African nation at the moment. I, I'm going to get absolute pelters if my dad hears this because he is an Algerian and he says otherwise. But um, Senegal, big team, big players. Surely the, the stage is set for them to go quite far in this tournament as well. I mean, you, you think, I mean, if it's any time, like it is with Netherlands, if it's any time, right, it's now. You've got Koulibaly, just near coming to the end of his prime, I'd argue. You've got Mane, he's not been amazing this season, which might be a worry for them, but he's uh, he's still, we know he's got world-class quality. They've got Edouard Mendy, who's, to be fair, been pushed out of the Chelsea squad, but we know what he can do. It's one of those, I think if they're ever going to do it, it's got to be now. With Netherlands, they still have hope. I think Senegal, this is a now or never. I think it really is time for them to push through and become the first African team in a semi-final, possibly. Now, that would be something glorious to watch. Um, I think there would be very, very few people who would be unhappy with that um, because I know there's that group continued who would be. Um, I, I look at that team and, and, as you say, there are some players, obviously, Koulibaly and, and, and Manny are sort of the big ones, but you think guys like Idrissa Gay... Um, Chekakuyati, these are these are players that I sort of think that are are actually do you know what they're maybe not the best players in general, but when they actually go to these tournaments, they they turn up and they become different animals. You know, I I always think of um one of you two will definitely know the the, the name of him, but the the Mexican goalkeeper Ochoa, who, Ochoa, <laughs> you know, a World yeah. Cup comes along and that man becomes you know. <laughs> Prime Lev yeah. Yashin, just like absolutely. He just goes into hibernation for four years. Just yeah. <laughs> he knows that his moment is every fourth year. And, and and that's the thing. I think Senegal have got some players who are exactly like that, who for most of the year you probably won't hear much of. Um, but do you know what? Whether it being too disrespectful, I think they've got some players who are, are starting to come through as well. I think there's there's a boy from Marseille, Bamba Dieng, um, who's the, the, the attacker. He looks like he's, he's start, starting to make a bit of a move. Um, and then there's also, uh, oh, what is his name? Uh, Ismail Assar, you know, he, he's another one who's very quick and he can be very dangerous as well. Um, anyway, Jack, what's what's your, your thoughts on, on Senegal as a nation? Obviously, I, I know you've got close love, shall we say, with uh, Sino Mane. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of hard to, to describe um, Senegal. Like A lot of their players are... Um, in in the Premier League or in the, one of the big leagues, but like not really towards the top, mi- minus the, obviously the few you mentioned. Um, but the, it's always African teams that have the, the best chemistry coming into a World Cup, and the, you're always the ones you want to see succeed. And I don't think Senegal are any different. Um, but they've got Mane coming in. He, he seems. I actually kind of disagree with Forensic that. He hasn't been playing well this season. I think he has, but he just hasn't been showing it as as he should. And I think going into the World Cup with this with six week break between um, club football, I think 
if he can get on with it, he'll come back to Bayern a new man, which is exactly what he needs. And I think I think he will do it at the World Cup. But I think we'll get to um, once we get to the next uh, African team that I, I think will will do the best. We'll I'll, I'll mention it then. But we've got, we'll have to wait for that one. And is there is there an argument that potentially the African teams could have the biggest advantage in the fact that they are going to be playing in, in temperatures of, of you know up to forty degrees, which is something that you know a lot of the European and you know South American teams won't be used to playing in. You raise a good oh, point with that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, well, you go first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, when you think about it, I haven't thought about that too much, but you do raise a good point. Although I would argue, uh, although you could say that their best players, the ones that are going to do them, are going to be playing in Europe anyway. They have. It's not like Ula Bali. He might be used to it, but he's not been playing in those sorts of temperatures. for. I, he's been at Napoli for yonks now. So it's not like a regular thing for him. Maybe an international break, but I think, I think that's a lesser... I think that could apply to the even lower lower down teams teams like Qatar I mean you've got to give them you could look at that and think hang about that's a genuine consideration that could go heavily in their favour yeah uh, Carol sorry what, what were you going to say Jack yeah um, well it kind of reminds me of the uh, the Bolivia home advantage that they've been um, known for 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 quite a while with a high how high up their stadium is and how high the altitude of their stadium is. They've had significant home advantage for such a long time with how warm and, and how, how, dry, how dry the air is. It's, I can't really describe it as I don't have the notes in front of me, but it, it could go that way. Like Just thinking about it now for potentially some of the, the more African-based players and African-based teams, and well, especially Qatar, who we mentioned, that could go in their favour if if that then does end up happening, but I think a lot of the the big players will be preparing for this, knowing how how warm it's going to be. Of course, you're going to have the the water breaks probably every every fifteen minutes in the games too. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we we don't know what it's going to be like. We're not going to be there, but it's good to to um, speculate. Yeah, I I I completely agree with that. I think. Uh... Yeah, it's always going to be a little bit um, tough to try and work out exactly who who's going to do well and that. But you know what? I I, I think I, I'm genuinely looking forward to that different aspect because I know what you're saying. Um, well, about the fact that um, you know Koulibaly's played in in Europe for yonks, but I can tell you from you know close hand experience that yes, you know what the temperature they might be out of it for a little while, but when you go back to it. You get used to it very quickly. My dad is exactly like that when he goes back to Algeria. It's like you know, it's nothing. It can be forty degrees, and I'm there, absolutely melting. And he's like, "This is nice." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I can guarantee you that. So, um, I, I, I'm intrigued to see what the impact will be on that. But you know what? We've got four teams in this group. We, we, we need to discuss the four team as well. Um, and that again, you know, we talked about South America, and fun enough, it is a South American nation, and it is Ecuador who. I mean, of the South American nations, are probably one of the weakest ones, if you look at them on paper. But you know, as we already mentioned, you know, games aren't won and lost on paper. Um, we think to to sort of looking through the squad, there, there's a few names there that people might recognise. So I, I think um, it's it's Tupian, I think it is. It plays for Villarreal. Um, you've got 
Uh, Moses Saicedo that plays for Brighton. You've got Inner Valencia who, you know, had that spell at West Ham in England. Um, and then the other one I can think of off the top of my head anyway um, is is it Castillo that plays for Barcelona? It's the only other one I can think of off the top of my head. But yeah, it's, it's one of those squads that's maybe not quite well known as there's a lot of players who play in South America. Um, Jack, could that be an advantage having having a, a lesser known team um, bring into the World Cup? Um, yeah, absolutely. You got less footage to go off. You got less um, scouting notes to go off. Like it could be it could be really massive for teams like Ecuador and other sort of unknown teams, but could also just go the way of, of Saudi Arabia four years ago where they just get pummeled <laughs> every game. Like it doesn't matter if you don't know them; you're just there to play the game, but. We we don't know. That's that's the beauty of it. But uh, we could we could be predicting Netherlands and and Senegal to top the group, and it could be Qatar and Ecuador by the time it gets to November. So, <laughs> if that happens, I, I swear I think we'll all be in complete and utter shock at that point. So, um, yeah. And just obviously regarding the Ecuador team, is is there any sort of information that you know, or is there anything that you can add to the conversation on this one? Because I know they're they're a very difficult team to sort of understand that well. Um, not really. No, I'm, I'm sort of going into it as uh, as blind as as quite as uh, as daily playing for the for the Netherlands team, but <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> um. Yeah, um, I don't really know much about them other than the, the few players that you did mention, to be honest. So, so thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for stealing all all the players that I knew. <laughs> no worries. Um, and Will, is there anything that you want to add um, regarding Ecuador at all? Um, I might I just correct you and say Estupinan now plays for Brighton with Caicedo. Um, so he does. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um. I, I, this is a really stupid claim for me, right? And I, I probably get hate for it, but they, they, when I think of them, the players they have, they're more, they, they remind me of a streets won't forget if that was a football team. Like, yeah, Stupinan's just like a quick. He's quite a, a skillful left back. Caicedo, he's box to box. You've got Enna Valencia, who I just remember as just being fast. I'm not sure he's very good at shooting. He's fast. I just, <laughs> like, it's a team. It's a team I'd like to see do well, just because the pl- the players just. When I think of them in my head, I go, I like him. He's a good little footballer, but they're nothing spectacular. They they if they got out of the group, it would surprise me. That's what I'd say. I I can't. I can see them getting out, but they need a bit of a bit of luck. Yeah, that that is fair. Um, right. So before before we end the uh, end the group A conversation, um, I think we need to do some scores. So I'm going to go through all six games in the group. We're going to make our predictions now. We'll probably regret it. Um, <laughs> yes, but you know what? We're going to do it because that's how we roll. So we're going to start off with the opening game of the competition. That's going to be Qatar against Ecuador. Um, Jack, you first. What do you think the score will be? Um, going to go with 1-1. Interesting. Um, what's your thoughts on that one, Will? Um... I disagree. I think I genuinely do. As much as I want to respect Qatar, I can't, and I think they're going to lose three 0 Three 0 Okay, interesting. I'm I'm going to back you, but I'm not going to put as many goals. I I, I think I'm going to say two 0 on this one. So that's what I'm going to input for this one. I think, um, just because I I do I do feel like it's going to be a an Ecuador win in the first game. But um, 
a draw would not necessarily be a bad thing to start the competition off, to be honest. Um, so, I think this time, well, obviously, you've got to answer second first time. So, Senegal versus Netherlands. Good luck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, this is a really tough one. I, I'm going to say Netherlands 2-1. I think it will be a tighter affair than some might give credit for, but I do think Netherlands will pull through. Okay. And Jack, what about you on that one? I'm going to say, as, as another boring one, it's going to be a, a nil-nil draw between the Netherlands and Senegal. I think Ooh. it's going to have all this hype coming behind it. It's going to be early on in, in the World Cup. Everyone's going to be watching it. And I don't think it's going to live up to expectations. I think the defences are going to come out on top. It's going to be Van Dijk versus Koulibaly, and I don't think either either attack's going to get through. <laughs> okay, so I, I will back you on that one, but I'm going to just put a little caveat. I think both teams will score. I'm going to put a 1-1 draw. I think you're, you're right with a draw. I think it will be a defensive game. I think you're going to see, you know, probably a couple of lucky goals or something like that happen, or, you know, a worldie, potentially. But I, I do agree that I think it will be a draw. So if you're happy with that, I'm going to put 1-1. Yeah. Okay, so on to the next games, and this is where, where things start to become stupid. We've got Qatar versus Senegal. Um, Jack, go for it. I'm going to go 3-0 Senegal. Simple. Not really much to be said. I think yeah. with my prediction of Qatar getting a draw in, in the opening game against Ecuador, they're going to go in against Senegal confident and probably overconfident and then they're going to get a hit on on every single counter attack of that game they're going to get pummeled could could be four or five i'm going to go with a, a safe three now yep i i i i'm yeah i think you're pretty spot on there but um well what do you think i reckon senegal i reckon two nil two nil okay um, I, I have nothing to say on that. Ah, uh, do you know what? That go two, that go three. I'm, I'm going to back the three. I think that you know, I, I think that Qatar will be dominant and win three nil. Um, wait, no, sorry, no. Senegal will do dominant <laughs> and win three nil. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to back them for that one. Um, okay, so we'll go into the the next game, which is the the Netherlands versus uh, Ecuador. And well, who are you backing in this one? Netherlands are going to rump 4-1. 4-1? Oh. And Jack, what's your thoughts on that? Do you agree? Do you think it'll be different? I think it'll be similar, but I'm going to go 3-1. I don't think it'll be a pummeling, but I think it'll be a comfortable win. Uh, they'll get, they'll get go 2-0 up, they'll get Ecuador will come back with one, and then Netherlands will settle it late in the game, and then it'll be be nice and uh, nice and easy for them. Well, it won't be easy, but yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I'll be, I'll be uh, honest, I think, I think you've sold me on that one because of the fact that I, I, I do think that, yeah, I, I think you're probably not far wrong with that one. So I'm, I'll, I'll back you on that one as well. I'm going to give you the 3-1 on that. So um, let's go to the final group game, though, and that is going to be Ecuador versus Senegal. Jack? Um, I think similar to the Qatar-Senegal Qatar game, I'm going to go with a with a 3-0 from, from Senegal. I think they're going to be quite strong and they're going to want to make make a statement early on in the World Cup and they're going to do it with uh, with two wins and a draw. So it's 3-0 Senegal, I'm going to say. Interesting. Um, and how about yourself, Will? Who are you going for this one? Well, I don't want to be boring. Even if I know I might be wrong, I want to be a little bit interesting. So I'm going to say, shock. I'm going to say Ecuador get a 1-0 scrape in the last few minutes. <laughs> oh, oh, you're a oh. mad man. 
You're a madman. <laughs> See, my initial thought was Senegal thumping. But I, I think it... I, I'm, I'm going to take my own result for this one, right? And I'm going to go with 2-1 Senegal. And I think it's going to be a late winner for Senegal. I think Ecuador take the lead in this game. I think Senegal have to build back into that one. That's my opinion. Um, and because I'm the one putting the results in, I'm right. So, um, <laughs> But I, do you know what? It would be amazing to see Ecuador beating Senegal. Um, but I, 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 ju- I just think that they're probably... I think it has the potential to be... That's, that's the first game that I look at and I think that could be a shock result. I don't think Ecuador have got mm. enough against the Netherlands, but they might potentially. If Senegal are maybe just not putting the ball in the back of the net, and and they, they are they are guilty of that at times. It could be a case that Ecuador nick something. So um, I'm going to make that an early early tip. If you want a shock, that's the one to go for. Um, and then final game of the group: Netherlands versus Qatar. We're putting six, seven, eight, or nine. Uh, <laughs> Jack, go first. Um, five nil. 5-0 Netherlands. Um think uh, it's going to be um, one of those uh, final day of the of the group stage thumpings that you see uh, pop up in, on the match of the day. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one, Will? I reckon... Do you know what? I, I think the Netherlands team are going to rest players. I think they're going to be already through the group. I think they're going to rest players and they're just going to... They're going to come out with a 3-0 win. They'll be comfortable, but it won't be... I think they'll have, you know, the bench players on. Okay, um, so I'm going. To, I'm going to split the difference. Um, I'm going to go for four 0 because that seems fair. You know, when he's went five, when he went three, so I'll go straight down the middle. Um, I kind of feel like they might nick a goal in that game if anything. You know that, but um, so based on those predictions, so we've got two 0 Ecuador against Qatar, one one draw between Senegal and the Netherlands. We've got a three 0 win for Senegal against Qatar. Uh, 3-1 win for the Netherlands against Ecuador and then the final ones of 2-1 Senegal against Ecuador and 4-0 of the Netherlands against Qatar, right? Based on that, the Netherlands will top the group by two goals. Yeah. Fair enough. So I, I think that potentially 4-0 is probably right and I think they won't rest because they know that if the result gets beat by Ecuador, I doubt it will, uh, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, Senegal, sorry, the then they'll finish second in the group. So I think they'll they'll probably go out guns blazing. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. that. That seems good. And that puts um, the Netherlands as the A1 and then Senegal as A2. So the winner of Group B would play Senegal. The runner-up of Group B will play the Netherlands. And we will be discussing Group B very, very soon. But thank you very much for tuning in to um, Group A podcast.